records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo? Welcome to the Vault Studio Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is James Cooney, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Lewis the Giant Glover. Lewis, how are you, mate? I'm very well. Uh, this uh, whole talk about my height on the uh, the Vault Studio <laughs> Network is getting out of control. It's it's not because you literally are a giant. Are you what seven two, seven three? Yeah, Sean Brad- actually seven four. I can I can dunk from standing. Comparisons to Sean Bradley. You're a giant. Yeah. That's, thanks, that's true. thanks, Ja, chiming in with a a brilliant contribution. But I'm 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 really good. I'm really good. It's been way too long since we've we've recorded. Obviously, the last time I saw you was was down in in Melbourne when we uh we got together and watched the uh, the Super Bowl together. Yes, it was quite quite fun, wasn't it? I had a, I had, a, I had a ball, didn't I? You did. You you were having such a good time with all of the uh, the points being scored, the cheap beer on offer. It was uh, a thrilling day to, for a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Not really. It was just a shit day for everybody, apart from a Patriots fan or an oh, NFL Patriots nerd. Fans. So that was... Uh, yeah. I got yeah, that I board mean, I left. I left the free drinks and free food that the Vault Studio got. I was that I was that tired after that game because they just didn't care. It just bored me to death. I had to leave. Yeah. It wasn't the most exciting game. There's probably really no point discussing it at this point other yeah. than... You know, another another Super Bowl win for the underdog New England Patriots. It's a typical fantasy sort of um, mindset I've got, isn't it? Just don't, don't, it is. Yeah, it is. He just wants points. Just just give him Kansas City against the Rams on loop week after week. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh well, if the Rams could play like they they did in that game, well then would have been a lot a lot different story. But anyway, we digress. Um, this week's show. Uh, and probably next week's show too, or in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be doing Dynasty Rankings, everyone's favourite. I'm doing Dynasty for the first time this year in the Console Wars Dynasty League, a 36-team Dynasty League, which is uh, very interesting. Yeah. James is going, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's interesting, right? Yeah, very, very, very brave of you to, to step up into a, a slightly more complex league for your first Dynasty League. But here we go. Sorry, I, I got to jump in. Did you yeah. say go on. Thir- sorry? Hi, everybody. Ja here. Hi, Jay. Did you say thirty-six teams? Thirty-six teams. Yeah. In, so so is, it, is it two divisions? Three. It's three divisions of twelve teams, and there's three copies of every player. So there's three Saquon Barclays, three Patrick Mahomes, and each oh, wow. division is isolated. So they only play within division. But the twist is, you can trade players between divisions. So Zeke Elliott, my all three copies of him might be in the one division. Wow, or on the same team, technically. Can't be on the same team. Same team, wow. same division. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, it's, it's a bit of a twist. Nice super flex league apart from that. It's quite standard, but it's... No, uh, isn't it? The, two, the tight ends, like the FF Dan Underball. Oh, yeah, a extra... little, little tight end premium there as well. So, uh, yeah, kudos to you, mate, for, for stepping up and giving a, a more complex league a crack for your first Dynasty League. And, uh, yeah, we're almost finished with the startup draft. And Dynasty is... Yeah, it's really, this is dynasty season because we're not setting lineups and there's no games going on uh startup drafts are happening people are starting to scout rookies and and sort of put together rankings for the for the coming season which is what we're going to be doing over the next two weeks we'll be giving you our, our dynasty ranks for quarterbacks running backs wide receivers and tight ends yeah i made my life a lot easier i just didn't draft any draft picks so i don't have to worry about the draft this year yeah you uh, avoid avoid the rookie draft so uh that's fine. I'll just trade all my picks for actual players. Yeah, smart uh, move. Um, so, yeah, this week I guess we'll be doing quarterbacks and running backs. Um, give a top 10 quarterbacks and top 15. Am I correct there, Lewis? Yeah, 15, 18 maybe. We'll see how we're going for oh, time. We'll see how we go. Um, but as always, as we start off with, uh, visit us on our website, thevaultstudio.com.au, um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Vault Studio. Um, Lewis, your FF Done Under page, where can we find you? Uh, Facebook, Fantasy Football Down Under, and on Twitter, at FF underscore Down Under. And this year, uh, we're running the FF Down Under Bowl again, 180 teams. So give us a follow on Twitter if you're interested, or find us on Facebook. We've already had about 40 people sign up for that, so spots are filling up quickly. Uh, And, of course, a a big portion of the prize pool of the money collected goes to the the Smith family, a, a fantastic charity. Uh, that does great work with uh, underprivileged kids. And there's a nice $700 cash prize for the overall winner as well. A few other prizes in there also. So lots of incentive to sign up. Uh, I, I hope all of the listeners uh, of the Vault family will uh, will, will support the initiative. Absolutely. Um, so let's jump right into it. 
guess we go with quarterbacks first. The most important uh, player on the team. I think number one's the easy one. Patrick Mahomes, I've got. Who have you got? Patrick Mahomes. I don't. I haven't seen any dynasty rankings recently that doesn't have Mahomes number one. I think it's quite clear what a what a talent he is. He's he's not a one season wonder. He has that incredible supporting cast around him with Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins. Uh, it doesn't matter who they put at running back. To be honest, they've they're, they're producing. Uh, yeah, just a, a, a fantastic quarterback, incredible arm talent, and he's only going to get better as well. This is essentially his his uh, rookie season. He's a Ben Simmons rookie, so that don't be bagging Ben Simmons, mate. Ben Simmons got I'll, injured. I'll, ben Simmons I'll, I'll is injured. I like, he... like Ben Simmons when he can shoot a three. Oh, because... get, oh get over it with that sort of you know, crap. You know, you know he doesn't what? need when to shoot a three. When someone's paid oh. that much money, the three-point is just practice. All he needs to do is stand in the gym and put the work in. For the amount of money he's being paid, it's a disgrace. Yeah, he's getting paid like five, six million dollars because he's on his rookie deal. Exactly. Yeah. Five or six million dollars to stand in a gym and shoot three-point shots. It's easy. The MVP right now, the second MVP, is Giannis Antetokounmpo. He can't shoot a three either. So you don't need to shoot threes to be a great NBA player. Yeah, well... Typical Brit. I don't... You, don't know, you know what? I don't care about Giannis. Ben Simmons learned to shoot a damn three. Oh, I don't really... Don't get me started on that, this, Lewis. Don't get me started. Anyway, um, number two. Who have you got? Number two. Yeah, I've got Andrew Luck at number two. Uh He's, he's, you know, he's only 29 years old. He looks better than ever coming back from that shoulder surgery. He, he uh, put up points and touchdowns last season at a crazy level. And considering the only real weapon of note he had was T.Y. Hilton and resurrected the career of, of Eric Ebron, uh, I, I think there's a, you know, a long time left in Andrew Luck's career. And I think every season he's been healthy, he's been, he's been a productive fantasy starter. He's uh, you know, quite clearly the, uh, the quarterback too for me. Yeah, I've got Andrew Luck number two as well. And Frank Reich as his head coach as well. That does help his stock a lot. Um, I guess with these quarterbacks too, if you've got a good coach, it's going to help you a long way. Um, my number three, um, don't know if I should have him three or four, but I've just gone with him three just because I like the talent. I've got Baker Mayfield. Woo-hoo-hoo. That is uh, that's, that's a hot take. Yeah, I know. I, know. I can see the flames coming up from over there. That is a very hot take. Oh, it's and... not that hot. Oof. Yeah, well, you know what? Could have been Rookie of the Year, up of debate. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, let me hear your reason. I'd love to because I'm a big Baker fan. Well, I think the last six weeks or seven, eight weeks, whenever he asked, uh, what's it called? Freddie Kitchens took over the offense. I just thought his play was unbelievable. Um, he's got some good weapons around him. He's got Ninjoku. He's got, now he's got like three running backs um, to throw to, which is uh, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, and uh, Duke Johnson. Uh, Jarvis Landry's good in the slot. And Tony Callaway, I'm still a bit iffy on. Um, hopefully, he can produce. But yeah, I think the infrastructure's there. I don't. We'll see how good Freddie is uh, as a head coach. Who knows? Um, I think John Dorsey, as his GM, he's going to find great players. He's going to draft good players. And I just think, yeah, he's got a very bright upside. And I could have gone to Sean Watson here, but I'm not a big fan of his knees. It's fair enough. He, do, he does have suspect knees if that's one knock on Deshaun Watson. Let's circle back to Baker Mayfield real quick because I'm a huge Baker Mayfield fan. I loved him coming out. He was my QB1 in the rookie quarterback class last season. And I think once he got rid of the stink of Hugh Jackson, he, he, he showed what a fantastic NFL quarterback he's going to be. Hmm. His deep ball accuracy is, is great. He has an absolute cannon of an arm for a, for a small guy, which is, you know, which is qu- quite rare. And he does have uh, plenty of weapons around him. What really, uh, you know, encourages me for his fantasy outlook moving forward is having uh, Todd Munkin come in as the the OC, who is a big fan of, of, the air raids, of the uh, of the um, air raid system. He, you saw what he did last season in Tampa Bay between James Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think they averaged the the highest points per game. Uh, they they certainly led the uh, NFL in yards per attempt. And yeah, he's just a very fantasy-friendly scheme that they're going to be running. So, you know, it's better to be ahead of the curve than behind it. So I I certainly admire your boldness putting Baker Mayfield up there. He's cracked my top 10. I've got him at eight right now. Uh, You know, I'd like to see a slightly larger sample size. I was hesitant on Deshaun Watson for the same reason. Uh, But what I will say is, is Baker Mayfield's production seemed... Uh, or is is in fact more sustainable than what Watson's was. Watson was setting NFL records with his his touchdown rate. So 
you know, bravo to you for being ahead of the curve uh, there and, 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 you know. Planting your flag for Baker. Who have you got number three then? I've got Russell Wilson at number three. Uh, I just, he's still, you know, he's 30 years old. And last season, he was still remarkably fantasy productive, even though his rushing attempts per game and yards per game on the ground were down. The Seahawks were the most run-heavy team in football over the past three years. And still, he he was fantasy relevant because he's just so damn good. And, you know, if the Seahawks actually wanted to win football games, they might let Russell Wilson throw the the ball a bit more. But he was he's just so remarkably efficient uh, and... His his like his deep ball, his clutch, he really does have it all. And despite not having a great collection of weapons around him, and I think it, it can only the situation can only improve for Russell Wilson, and he will continue to score fantasy points. And hopefully, Doug Baldwin can be back to his form that he was before. Um, but with I guess in Dynasty, first time playing it, Baker's only twenty three, Russell is thirty, so you got seven years extra of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and so that. That's definitely a consideration. Age definitely comes into it, which is why, you know, spoiler alert, I've got Aaron Rodgers pushed down to, to five for me. But, you know, yes, seven seven years sounds great and, and seems nice, but, you know, what are the odds that that same league is going to be going in seven years? I try I try to approach Dynasty from like a two, three-year three, three year cycle. So whilst seven years is, is a long way and if – you know, if they were absolutely identical everywhere else, then age would maybe be the factor that edges it. But I, 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 particularly at quarterback, I don't want to, um, you know, weight age too greatly in my in my uh, in my rankings. But that's that's just me, and I can I can completely understand why uh, you'd want to, you know, lean lean on the side of youth in dynasty. Well, Lewis, if your friends can't play dynasty league for two or three years, you got no good friends. That's what it is. <laughs> No, I'm all I'm all about uh, you know keep keeping a league going for a while, but you know you want to roll in those in those short windows because you, you, know, you just don't know what's going to happen injury wise, head coaching changes, trades, etc. Circumstances change week to week, season to season. So it's good to get those young guys in, but things things change quickly in the NFL. All right, your number four, who have you got? Uh, to Sean Watson, uh, Captain Captain Nonies is my number four. Uh, and in part, you know, part of that is his age. He he has a great rushing ability. I just think he's super talented. And with DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, Kiki Kuti uh, around him, you know, they got a couple of decent young tight ends there who've you know shown a little bit. Maybe they'll they'll uh, in, improve that position through the draft again or uh, free agency perhaps. Uh, they definitely need to improve that offensive line. But I just think he's he's shown now over a strong sample size what it what a, uh, a good NFL quarterback he is. And from fantasy, fantasy purposes, he's, he's produced consistently. Well, yeah, if he wasn't running from his life every other play, then, yeah, he'd be a lot higher up this list. But, yeah, that offensive line is in its shambles. Um, they could address it. Who knows? Free agency is still, what, almost a few weeks away. Um, yeah, we'll see with the Texans in that one. Um, no Demarius Thomas. You didn't mention him. What's, what's... <laughs> he's gone. He's, he's gone. In a car crash, too. He was? Yeah. Ooh. Just himself. Didn't read uh, too much of him, but yeah. I just thought, wow, career's gone now. Yeah, it's uh, going to be hard for him to uh, to resurrect his career, I think. After Achilles and he's 30 years old, never never goes too well. Mine number five, I've gone with my man Carson Wentz. Oh, Eagle, Eagles homer. Speak, speaking of quarterbacks who can't stay healthy. Oh, okay. Well, the AC on MC was a freak injury. He got, he got so, it's a, so it's a freak injury when it happens to Carson, but not for Deshaun Watson. Oh, duh, yeah. <laughs> he got he got tackled and he got hit in the knee. That's what are you gonna do? He's a big guy. He's a soft what, guy. What are you gonna do? He died. He dived to get extra yards. And anyway, and what what was it last year that that knocked him out? Um, back, back stress fracture in the back. So that's not good if you're a quarterback. Look, is it, it is that good? Is a stress fracture good? If you're no, Jay is shaking his head. Look, it can be. Our resident physiotherapist is is shaking his head back there. Well, look, it, it brought Nick Foles back. You know, that's you know, look at the positives. It did. It resurrected Big Dick Nick. Big Dick Nick, I love that nickname. Um, but yeah, look, the injury he being injury prone is a concern, but he was almost an MVP two years ago. Did, um, did, I, yeah, I mean. Where, where does he put the almost MVP trophy in his house? 
Is there a uh, right next to me, Super Bowl ring when we beat the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, you know, to be to be fair, he deserves that Super Bowl ring about as much as Josh Gordon deserves his Super Bowl ring. So there we go. Did Josh Gordon actually get one? He did, or he will be getting one. Oh, they exactly. haven't, they didn't. haven't had the ring ceremony yet, yeah. but they'll be they'll be mailing the uh, Super Bowl ring or couriering it down to his rehab facility in Florida. Someone will be stealing it anyway on the way there. Um, look, we pick Josh. You know what he's going to do? He's going to put that ring on a joint and smoke it. Hey, hey, Lewis, come on, mate. That's just too far. <laughs> one, too, one too many jokes here, mate. I know, I know. I'm, I'm here all week, folks. <sighs> anyway, um, well, yeah, look. The Eagles' offense is one of the best offenses in the league. I think him and Doug Peterson, even though he had a bit of a shaky start when he came back, I still think Doug Peterson one of the best offensive minds. All all the weapons are there for his choice. We've got no running backs, though. That's a bit of a problem. But when you look at Zach Ertz, you look at Alshon Jeffrey, um, Golden Tate's going, but you've got Nelson Aguilar, Matt Collins, who I really like in Dynasty. I know you like him too. I just think if he can get back on the field, and I think he will, he's only, what, 24, 25? Uh, Six. Twenty six, but it, 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 again, quarterback. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It does matter. It does matter in dynasty, mate. Um, yeah, I just think you got to go with young quarterbacks in dynasty. That's just young players is sort of the premium here, and he's an almost MVP at twenty five. So I'm putting him number five. Look, I know I, he, I've got him. I've got him nine for me, and it's no disrespect to Carson Wentz. I mean, last year he was, and a lot of people's top three. Uh, some people were even in having the discussion about putting Carson Wentz as the number one quarterback in Dynasty. This is how quickly these rankings change. We can have this conversation in two weeks' time, and they might be, you know, significantly different. Uh, I'm I'm only uh, giving you shit about Carson Wentz. I think he's a, a wonderful quarterback, like you said. He's got great coaching. He's got wonderful weapons around him. Uh, look for Dallas Goddard to to take a, a nice leap forward in his second year uh, to 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 really benefit benefit him. Run two two tight end sets. And and he does he does have some upside with his legs on the ground as well. Maybe they'll start to 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 pull that back just a, a little bit. Try to you know encourage him to to play with it within the pocket a bit more to avoid taking unnecessary hits. But only only twenty six years old and you know a lot of development to to continue for him. Yeah, Carson Wentz is a, still a, a premium asset in in dynasty for for quarterbacks. Who's your number five then? So, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, I mentioned before, he's my number five. I don't think we really need to spend any time talking about Aaron Rodgers. We all know what he does for fantasy. Uh, and, you know, at the age of 35, I think he can still play till he's 40, 41. We've seen, we've seen Brady putting up points, Drew Brees, uh, Ben Roethlisberger getting on in age. You know, these great quarterbacks play for a long, long time. I still think there's four or five years of top, you know, top 10 production left for Aaron Rodgers. The only knock uh, is, is the injuries injuries on him but yeah still still worthy in my opinion of uh, a top five top five position and if they if they address the secondary wide receiver position for him he's going to have uh, plenty of weapons at his disposal and we've seen before that he can support two uh, top 24 wide receivers which means fantasy gold at the quarterback position I've knocked him down a bit I've got number eight just because of his new coach I was hiring him last year. Didn't do much this year for me as a Tennessee offensive coordinator. Don't know why after they're showing this year that he's a head coach. So that one's a bit iffy for me. Yeah, he- I'm, see, I'm I'm okay with it because we know what he's going to try to do. He's going to be offensive-minded. And look, let's be honest. You're comparing a Mar- Marcus Mariota, who couldn't feel his bloody hands, to one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Blank uh, Garrett Marcus- too, mate. Don't Mar- forget him. Oh yeah, don't. I, I apologize. Don't don't disrespect uh, Blaine. No, but you know, Marius was injured. They had offensive line problems. They really only had one one wide receiver that people keyed in on in, in Corey Davis. Uh, they didn't realize that Derrick Henry was actually a really good running back until until you know the latter third of the season. And Delaney Walker, old faithful, went down. I think was it preseason or week no, one week when one, he went yeah. down. Week week one when he went down. So. And 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 not only that, the Titans had one of the uh, the toughest strength of schedules to face against opposing defenses as well. So, really, a lot of things were conspiring against Matt Nagy to have a, a great season offensively. Uh, and I think with the with the talent that he's got, and I, I think the Packers are realizing now that the window is closing quickly for Aaron Rodgers. Um, and they haven't, you know, they haven't had enough postseason success with him. I think they're going to ad- address that and get him as many weapons as possible. 
You know, there's rumors on the NFL Live today about them making a trade for Antonio Brown. Will that happen? Who knows? They've been historically conservative, but now they had that new GM. So we'll see. We'll see about the Packers. Good O-line, good running backs, or a good running back in Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. So, yeah, I think uh, I think good things are going to happen in Green Bay this season. And he's still like a top 10 quarterback playing on one leg last year. So, Well, that's exactly right. He, you know, he... He can throw 40 touchdowns in a season really without breaking sweat. Yeah. Uh, number six, who have you got? Cam Newton. See, I've, Cam got, Newton. I've got him on my list. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, I'm, with, you know, he's a very polarizing NFL quarterback, but Cam Newton, for fantasy purposes, has been, been gold every year he's been in the league. The, the upside he offers along the floor is, you know, just... I'm just- unrivaled really with the exception of Lamar Jackson they're really uh, with potentially to Sean Watson Russell Wilson's really doubted back there's no other quarterback in the league that offers a rushing threat like Cam Newton and in in fantasy rushing yards for a quarterback are just so much more valuable he only needs to move 10 yards rather than throw the ball 20 25 yards down the field to get a point and he's also a goal line threat as well which is always a nice bonus to get those rushing touchdowns Um, I did knock him because of his shoulder injury um, yep. I haven't read too much about it since a couple of weeks ago, but was he supposed to have season-ending surgery or that I happening? don't believe. I think he's had a small cleanup surgery, but I don't think he requires anything extensive at this point. Look, he's very much a... Uh, I won't say he's a firm six for me right there. Uh, if if any if we hear any more news about his, his, his shoulder or if he's going to have to miss the season or any time like that, he's going to fall, you know, probably five or six spots in my rankings because of that. But it's still only 29 years old, uh, got a great arm on him, and just just produces fancy points week in, week out for you. Okay, I can put him 10 maybe. Um, says he he got a cleanup for cartilage damage. All right, yeah, so, so cleanup surgery. So not the uh, doomsday Andrew Luck predictions that were, were, were happening at the, you know, about yeah. a month ago. Yeah, so... Um, I guess, yeah, the end of sort of last year, oh, sorry, last season, it sort of put a damper on me. I just didn't think, yeah, obviously, he couldn't play too well, couldn't take any hits. Um, Carolina went to an absolute stink after, what were they, six and two? Yeah, they really fell off a cliff. They didn't. It's all because of Kim. Um, obviously, he has to stay healthy. Obviously, he's a running quarterback. That's not going to help him. He's going to hit a lot. Um, his weapons, too. I think if DJ Moore can actually um, deliver... And produce uh, as a first-round pick. Hopefully, that will help his stock. But Greg Olson's about to retire. Ian Thomas hopefully can be a good tight end. Um, Christian McCaffrey is one of the best pass-catching backs in the league. So hopefully, that will help. But just the things around him isn't the best in that offense. And I'm not a big fan of Mark Schuler. Yeah. See, I I really like DJ Moore. I think he's uh, a really good prospect. He showed. In, in flashes, what he could do, he looked for him to take a, a step forward in year two. But just looking at Cam Newton, even last season with his you know injuries, and, and he was certainly playing with limitations before they ended up shutting him down. He was averaging 20.2 points per game in, in sort of your standard quarterback scoring. Uh, finished overall as the QB 10, just uh, playing you know a game fewer than the guys ahead of uh, the guys who finished ahead of him. And you know his, historically, you just need to. To look back and and see over the past few seasons exactly what he's done you know 2017 he was the qb3 in 2016 he was where, where are you where are you Ka- uh cam you yeah Q, qb16 in yeah. 2016 so a bit of a down year but again only in, in in 14 games um yeah it's just that it's just that rushing ability which you want to look for in your in your quarterbacks but I understand concerns about his injury. Also, as he gets older, he continues to take the hits. Uh, so, yeah, he's, he's not the firmest six for me. Let's move on to, to number seven. No, I've got my number six. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Rude. Um, Very rude. I've got Jimmy G, my oh. guy. And mainly it's because if you can turn Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard into actual starting quarterbacks, well, then you can turn Jimmy G into a god. And even though he's coming off an ACL injury... And he's got no weapons around him. I think that he has a bright future ahead of him. I absolutely and, agree, and he's, you know he really is an inexperienced quarterback. What has he got like eight starts, eight, eight NFL starts under his belt, something like that? But yet 
Kyle Shanahan is renowned for producing fantasy points. He also has a notoriously difficult scheme to um, and playbook to get a grips with. We saw those first year struggles with with Matt Ryan, and then he took that leap forward in year two, became a, the the uh, the MVP of the league. And look, yes, he's not been playing, but Jimmy G, make no mistake about it, he'll have been studying this entire time during his rehab, learning, uh, understanding what Kyle Shanahan wants out of him. Um, so I, I, I'm ready for him to come out week one and, and absolutely sling it. He's got the best young tight end in the league uh, in, in George Kittle. Yes, they do need some wide receiver help. Now, if they go and get Antonio Brown, that would be a, that would be nice. They've got Jarrett McKinnon coming back, who is a fantastic pass catching running back. Uh, look, for, I think him and Matt Brader are going to form a nice little uh, one-two combination there. Uh, he turns any running back into into fantasy goodness as well. That we, what, how exactly how we saw last season with the likes of what were their names? Carl, Carl Wilson. What was his name? Carl Wilson. Oh, that was Jeffrey Wilson. Jeffrey Will. Jeffrey Will. I don't even know their bloody names. And there was there was someone else who got a a run a run as well for Forty ers And I, I'm, I'm struggling to think of their names. Um, Frank Gore. <laughs> Frank Gore. No, I forget. I forget who it was, but but everyone who stepped onto the field and played running back uh, scored fantasy points for the 49ers last season. It's just, it's just the way it goes. Um, yeah, so I do like Jimmy G. He's just stepped outside the top ten for me. He's my my quarterback eleven, but uh, I can I can see why he's liked. He's he's only twenty seven years old. He's going to be entering his prime soon uh, with a great with a great head coach. Alfred Morris, you're thinking of? Nah, there was someone else. Raheem Morstead. Raheem, Raheem Mustard, yeah, that guy. Thank you. No worries, mate. Uh, number seven, then we can move on. Who have you got? Jared Goff. Uh, people are starting to sour on him, of course. You've got to love the overreaction from people now questioning whether he's a franchise quarterback and worth extending. Just the ridiculous hot takes that come out of the Super Bowl. Stupid shit like is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer and should the Rams look to trade Jared Goff and all this nonsense that comes out of the back of one game. It's just it's just ludicrous, but that's the typical hot takey, you know, news media cycle that we live in. Look, Jared Goff is a, a damn good quarterback. Did he struggle against the Patriots? Yes. Mm. Is he the first quarterback to be made look silly by Bill Belichick? No. Will he be the last? Probably not. But he's paired with Sean McVay. He's got arguably the best receiving trio in the league around him with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, who apparently is the best wide receiver in the league, <laughs> and um, and Brandon Cooks. Obviously, Todd Gurley. Uh, catching passes out of the backfield and the awarded best offensive line in football last season. The situation is just perfect for him. He's going to, you know, continue to improve uh, and you know, just keep keep producing fantasy points for you. Um, first of all, Nick Foles in struggle against the uh, Patriots. Ely to Eli Manning. Anyway, um, they're getting voted the best offensive line in the league. How they got in the Super Bowl? Not too well, did they? Yeah, I know. We'll, so let's, all those awards let's, mean, ba- let's those... base all of our fantasy decisions by cherry picking the Super Bowl. Um, what was the last game I watched? So I am <laughs> king of the recency bias. Well, let's be serious. Well, he struggled in the biggest game of all. The what last best game he had was against the Chiefs. I don't. Ca- he... I don't. Ca- I don't care if he struggled in the Super Bowl. We he, played sh- he struggled football. the past we like what the last six weeks of the 16. season. He did shoot all against the Cowboys. Did shoot all against the Saints. Did shit all in the Super Bowl? I don't playoffs. I do not care about the NFL playoffs. You don't care for, about the NFL playoffs? Not for fantasy football, no. Because uh, I cared about the NFL playoffs, I you know I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, there's so many players that I. Well, you're you not going to like Nick Foles on my list, then, are you? <laughs> um, I've got him at number nine. Obviously, he's playing with Sean McVay, so he's obviously going to be on the list because he's a great system quarterback. Now, if Sean McVay leaves, which I highly doubt. If they don't want to pay Jared Goff, they want to trade him. Well, then he's not going to be any good. Maybe, or you know, again, same thing with all Jeff, the... Jeff, Jeff Fisher, who's just a just an awful, awful head coach and defensive minded, was just not able to to do what needed to be done. Is is he is he probably somewhat reliant on Sean McVay? Sure, but I'm I'm happy to to ride that as long as possible. Well, all those defensive coaches in the two thousands uh, that came into the league now are just horrible. You saw John Fox, Lovey Smith, Jeff Fisher, all those defensive mining coaches that couldn't keep up with the times and 
it showed and then they got fired. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a product of their time. We've, I just seen, don't think... we've, seen, we've seen, seen the difference and the league is trending in a, in, in a certain way and it will continue to do that for a few more seasons and it, it's cyclical. There'll probably be a change down down the road, but for, for the time being, this is the, the pass-happy league that we live in. It's favourable to quarterbacks. It's favourable to receivers. The league likes touchdowns. So long may it continue and keep scoring me fancy points, Jared Goff. I just don't think if Jared Goff left Los Angeles, I don't think... He would be a top ten quarterback. He wouldn't be top fifteen. Maybe, but I just don't see him leaving Los Angeles. I really don't, because you've seen how difficult it is for teams to find a franchise quarterback. They've got one, and you know whether you want to say he's propped up to be a very good quarterback by Sean McVay, fine, but that still makes him a franchise quarterback. Any anything over the top sixteen quarterbacks in the league, even top eighteen, is a franchise quarterback. Not everyone gets a, a top five QB. Yeah, well, the Eagles have two, so. Mate, you and your fucking Eagles. I'm wearing my hoodie too, so it's. I can see it. Um, so my number seven is Russell Wilson. Don't need to touch more on him. Yep. Uh, eight. I've got Rod- was... Rogers. All right, so you got Rogers at eight. I've got Baker at eight. Yep. Uh, we talked about Baker, so we'll, we'll we'll move on from there. And I guess we've really discussed Rogers and how you feel about Matt Nagy as well. But still a top Matt ten LeFleur, guy. Matt Lafleur, mate. Matt Lafleur. Sorry, yeah, I keep getting my maths confused. Matt Lafleur. I said Matt Nagy when we were talking about the time. Are, are you really analysis an analysis analysis? No, I mean, that's reason, right? I was like, yeah, yeah, you, I'm, that's are, right. Yeah. Is English really your first language? No, I fucking sucked at English. <laughs> my ATAR's. Do you know what ATAR is? Thoughts for you? No, it was some weird Victorian. Yeah, thing. I fucking sucked at English. That was my worst subject. So don't. Yeah, I'm happy to suck. Yeah. Very good at maths though. Luckily, yeah. you don't need uh, English language skills to, to talk on a podcast. No, fuck no. No, don't need to at all. Um, <sighs> where, where, where were we? We're all over the place tonight. Um, we'll talk about my great English skills. Uh, number nine, I had Jared Goff. Who... Yeah, I've got, I've got Carson Wentz. Yep, we already talked about them. Number yep. 10. Kurt Cousins. Okay. Yeah. Interesting, go on. So, Kirk, people, it was like the in thing to to shit on Kirk Cousins last season and talk about how terrible he was. Obviously, all of that increased scrutiny because he got the, the 80 million guaranteed, right? And, you know, that deservedly so, he should be scrutinized. But for supposedly how horrible he played last season, he still finishes the number 12 overall quarterback, averaged 18 points a game, and he had a couple of, couple of stinkers in there. Between Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Kyle Rudolph, if they bring him back, they've got Dalvin Cook and a, a pretty weak offensive line. Kirk Cousins has, has produced consistently. Uh, he he did so in in um, excuse me in, in Washington. So he's not going anywhere for a while. They've obviously they've got him locked under that that guaranteed deal. They've got the weapons around him, and yeah, he just he scores fancy points. Whether or not you think he's a franchise quarterback or a good NFL quarterback is. Yeah, in, in my mind, kind of irrelevant for, for fancy purposes. If you care what I think, I do think he is a good NFL quarterback, uh, but I think he's a a better fantasy quarterback than he is a, an NFL QB. Um, I guess, yeah, when everyone gets overpaid, they, everyone's going to get scrutinized for their contract. Yeah. You just see it everywhere, AFL, NBA, NFL. Um, I do think he's a good quarterback. Um, he just needs an offensive line. He yeah. obviously has two of the best weapons in the league with Stefan Diggs and Adam Thieland, um, but he just couldn't get time to throw it to him. Yeah, he, he had one of the shortest uh, you know, throw, throwing windows before before contact. He was just rushed and hustled constantly last yeah. season. So, And when that happens, turnovers are going to come. Yeah, it's, just, it's that simple. Um, that's why I didn't have him on my list, just because of that reason. Unless they can show me they're going to improve their offensive line. I don't think they have much cap space either to go into free agency. Um, in the draft, I've heard many things about them uh, offensive linemen. If it's going to be a good offensive lineman year, to be honest, I don't follow the draft because I'm a fantasy guy. I don't really care. Um, I'll f- worry about that when the draft day comes. Um, but yeah, I don't know about just he's got another two years left in his deal. I guess Kevin Stefanski. Hopefully, him running the show this off season, he can. Uh, he can do something with that offense, but yeah, just with that offensive line, I just don't see him as a top 10 dynasty quarterback. 
Yeah, it's just I, the, the the line can't get worse, and even with that horrible line, he still managed to put up put up numbers this season. And I think uh, another year with those with those receivers, uh, it could continue to to you know settle in that situation in Minnesota. So that's that that's uh, he rounds up my who's who's your number ten? Um, okay, I had Cam Newton's there, but originally it was Lamar Jackson. Ooh, bold! Yeah, that's a big 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 call again. Uh, be, be ahead of the curve. I, I I don't hate that. I right now have Lamar down at down at eighteen, but I'm you know I'm willing to, to move him up some. It was out of him and Josh Allen. I decided to go with Lamar just because um, they've got a better offense there in Baltimore, and I'm still not sure with just Sean McDermott and the things that they're doing over there in Buffalo. Um, I love John Harbaugh as a coach, um, Super Bowl winning coach. Uh, he's got great wide receiver weapons if he ever develops his passing ability, but of obviously with his um, feet and his uh, the offense they run over there. Um, I just think it's going to be his offense for the next 10, 15 years. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, they've they've completely committed to him, right? They're all in. They've just traded away Joe Flacco for what sounds like a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they've they've committed to Lamar Jackson and they, they're going to have to adjust that scheme, right? He's going to get found out if he's just that run heavy. And He's, he's shown since he started college improvements in, in his passing, and he does actually have quite a nice a nice deep ball. They get him a you know another one or two two wide receivers there. They've got tight ends. They are going to run. You know, they could be a run first offense, but that that suits Lamar Jackson. And people talk about oh, he's the next RG three one season and done. I really don't believe that's the case. He's more athletic uh, athletic than RG three. He avoids contact. He doesn't take many big hits. If you watch him play. He, he's really good at sliding. He's very elusive. Even when he gets to the sidelines and and, 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 and in, into space, he, he turns his body in just so to really minimize the contact that he gets. I think he's gonna he's gonna last a while in this league, and I think he might be right. I think he's gonna be the Ravens' QB for, for the next ten years. And he didn't blow out his knee and come back too early from it. So that's also, also correct. That's why he's not RG three. That that definitely helps. Alrighty, that will do, I guess, quarterbacks going through a list again. I've got Mahomes 1, Luck 2, Mayfield 3, Watson 4, Wentz 5, Garoppolo 6, Wilson 7, Rogers 8, 9 is Goff, and 10 is Cam Newton. Yeah, so I think I've got 8 of those 10 in my in my top 10. The difference is being uh, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins, I think. Where do you have Deshaun? I have him 4. Oh, I... You have Deshaun for yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm tr- trying to figure out the differences here. Never mind. But I've got Mahomes, Look, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, and Kirk Cousins. You don't have Jimmy G, and we. That's why. Ah, uh, Jimmy uh, G is my yeah eleven. Um, running backs now. Move on to them. I think everyone knows number one's gonna be Saquon Barkley. Yep, that's easy. Close the case on that. Number two. I've got uh, I've got uh, Zeke Elliott. Okay, I'll go number four. Uh, yeah, I just give the volume. He's just absolutely guaranteed in this season. He took a massive step forward in the number of receptions that he got. I think he had it in the range of 60, 66 or sixty eight receptions, which really puts him to the next level for, for fantasy purposes. He's still he's still quite young, and he hasn't suffered any any major injuries. And the the O line should should improve again next year, I believe. Frederick should be coming back, and it wasn't the same elite Cowboys O line that we've we've come to expect. But um, yeah, they're still going to heavily lean on Zeke for for the foreseeable future. So, and hopefully, Jason Witten comes back too. Let's hope. <laughs> that was a rumor for about half an hour. I can't remember what week it was, but for about half an hour there was a, there was a rumor. It was just before a Cowboys game that there was going to be breaking news that Witten was going to come out of retirement and join them for the rest of the season. And I I have to admit, I went and picked up Jason Witt in a few super deep leagues. Wow. Um, yeah. well, he, did, he did have his best game in the Super Bowl because they, obviously they played it at the... Uh, I can't remember. Where did we go? Was, oh, fuck. I've drawn a blank. Time. Well, what's, what's, what are you trying to remember? Where did we go for the Super Bowl? Oh, the Sporting Globe. That's it. Yeah, went to the Sporting Globe and it was the best commentary I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, it was it was something. Yeah, it was it was great because I couldn't hear him. It was great. 
Anyway, that's just Jason Witten for you. Um, my number two is Alvin Kamara. I've got him there just because of Sean Payton, and I think Mark Ingram is on the out there. I don't think he's going to pay a 30-year-old running back. Um, I think he's going to be the uh, head honcho guy there, I guess, with Drew Brees retiring soon as well. That's not going to be, uh, go well for him, but I think the infrastructure's there again. Um, great offense. He's been the number one guy. Um, Michael Thomas doesn't scare me. Um, he's going to get a lot of the ball, a lot of pass catching as well. So give me Alvin Kamara. I picked him up my first pick, number four in the Dynasty League. So, yeah. Yeah, interesting. I've got Kamara at five. Um, I think he's great. I, re- I really do like him. But, yeah, for me, some concerns about where that offense might be headed once Drew Brees retires. I know it's Sean Payton, but, yeah, I was, although having said that, slightly hypocritical because of how much I love Michael Thomas. So, yeah, I, whether, I, I, whether it's Mark Ingram, I do think they'll bring in someone else, uh, I think. That you know to, to take some of the wear off Kamara. I think they know what a special player they got, and they just don't want to quite run him into the ground. But but to be honest, I have you know very few arguments about him him being up there. Those two two through five for me is a very um, flexible rankings. It's more of a tier rather than a, a strict ranking for me. Like I said, I've got Zeke at two. I then have Todd Gurley at, at three. Uh, but yeah, no no qualms about Alvin Kamara there. So you got three um, Gurley, do you? I do, yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on with Gurley, so I'll put him down six. It has Ooh, to be that's... it has to be mental though. No, it's just, it has to be. There's going to be a, a small surgery, a clean up. It's it's something's go something's going on. I don't think you risk the fines and draft picks for not putting him on the injury list and then for the Super Bowl and then. Him having performance like that, I think it's. I think it must be mental. He came back from his knee injury a bit too early. Doesn't feel right. Well, if that's the if that's the case, that's probably even better then because that's something that can become over. He just works a little bit more rehab and takes the time in the off season. That's fine. But the concerns about him have just been crazy. I mean, some of the trade offers and things I was seeing on Twitter that we're getting, that, you know, people were suggesting to to sell Todd Gurley for was just crazy. The P, the dynasty community panics so hard when anything happens like this and people are so quickly to bail on a guy who has just been so productive and carried you to championships. So, it, yeah, he's, he's older than all these other guys. He's 24. The rest are between 21 and 23. So he's a little bit older. He does have quite a few more touches right now, but still at 24 with that nice big contract with the Rams, like we talked about with Jared Goff on such a good offense with Sean McVay. The offensive line is is fantastic. He's involved in in the passing game. Yeah, he's he's going to continue to to score a lot of fancy points moving forward. Yeah, the only problem you said, Sean McVay, that CJ Anderson basically was plugged in and he did the not the exact same job, but he did a pretty he reasonable did a very job. Good, he did, absolutely, he did a he did a a very good job, and yeah. and that scares uh, me because yeah. when he was under Jeff Fisher, he did absolutely nothing, and then Sean McVay comes along, and bang, he's the best running back in the league. Maybe they. Oh, he maybe... was great when, when. No, he was good under Sean McVay when he came in as a. Uh, no, excuse me, Jeff Fisher when he came in as a rookie. It was the second season that he really sucked. But that offense was was absolutely horrific. That was Jared Goff's first year. It was just an absolute clusterfuck there. So and he, and he, again, I think he was still running back twelve or thirteen in this horrific year that he had. So it wasn't like he was an absolute total bust either. He still scored a few points, but it just wasn't what you expected. I, and yes, CJ Anderson came in, and those who've, who follow me on Twitter or talk to me, you know, at any length about football, know I'm firmly in the camp of running backs don't really matter for for NFL purposes. If you've got a good offensive line and a good offensive system, you can plug tons of replace. It's the most replaceable position in football. It's why I think Barkley shouldn't have been drafted at two. It's why I don't think Zeke should have been drafted at four. But that's a, another discussion for another day. And CJ Anderson came in off the street on his third team, I think, on the season. And yeah, he looked he looked really good. But that's why I want Todd Gurley because he's the better player, uh, objectively. He's he's faster. He's a better pass catcher in a, in an offense which is super scheme friendly for running backs. So that's why I'm I'm, I'm not worried about Todd Gurley. In defense of C.J. Anderson, though, he was a thousand rusher two years ago. So I know, still think still, he, was, he was. I still th- carrying that juice in the legs. That's it. I still I thought highly of him in Carolina. I thought he was going to be much better there, but obviously not. Chris McCaffrey took over that role. And there was not much for him, but I just think, yeah, as someone that's coming over an injury at the moment, 
there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of mental things. Like I'm I'm running now, and there's these things like oh. Tell me, right? tell me, you just does not compare yourself to Todd Gurley. Fucking earth, I did. <laughs> I get paid the big bucks at East Build. Fair enough. Fair enough. Speaking of Christian McCaffrey, where have you got him? Three. No, no arguments from me. Absolutely zero arguments from me. I've got him at four, but I flipped them back and forth multiple times in my head. If I was on the clock in a dynasty startup, I, I, I would really have difficulty deciding if I was picking it three, and those were the two picks available to me. Oh, I, I, I would really struggle with that, and I would take some, take some time. And honestly, it would depend on what way the wind was blowing that day and maybe how many shares of McCaffrey and Gurley I have in my other leagues to sort of get a variety of players. I'm also, yeah, doing these rankings PPR, I'm assuming. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. so McCaffrey, absolute PPR. Yeah. That's the main reason. He's just an Freak. absolute PPR giant. So just like Lewis. Um, yeah, I think he's going to have a great career ahead of him. Um, not much else to say about him, I guess. Yeah, I have zero concerns about his durability as well. He's a little bit more undersized, but he's shown he can he can run between the tackles. He was, you know, healthy throughout college. He's not missed a game in the NFL yet, and he's, you know, I think he had the second or third most touches in the NFL this season. He's he's you know he's worked a lot, and he's he's been able to to uh, carry that workload as well. Uh, number four, I've got Zeke Elliott. Who have you got? I've got I've got a uh, McCaffrey. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I've got to change number five because something's changed. Uh, number five, I've got James Conner. Wow. Yeah. Well, I thought he showed a lot last year taking over Le'Veon Bell. Um, that Pittsburgh offense is never going to falter, I think, especially with Big Ben there. He's got, you no know, what, five years left in him? He's always going to say he's going to retire, but he's never going to retire. He loves the money. He loves the fame. They all do. That's why they never retire because they just don't want to be out of the spotlight. Egomani- yeah, Egomaniacs. Anyway, now with Antonio Brown not going to be there, it's going to open up a lot more touches for him. Um, he's only still, what, 23, 24? Oh, yeah, he's young. He's 20, he's 23 years old. He's coming up. This is his, his second season in the NFL. He's really not ha- had many touches. Um, 23. Yeah, yeah 20, 23 years old. I, Yeah, I think he, he, he was... Was fine last season. I think he was, he, he was really good last season. He replaced Le'Veon Bell, and you know, and no, another piece of evidence that running back is a super replaceable position. But I'm concerned about James Conner for for a couple of reasons. One, like you mentioned, AB's leaving town, which means that offense is just not going to be as good. He is too good of a wide receiver to take away and have the offense to continue to to be as productive. So that's that's one thing. I think they will, you know. Big Ben will slow down a little bit because when you take away a weapon of that caliber, I, I think it just has to. Mm-hmm. The offensive line is still very good, so I'll give him that. But when he was injured, I think it was some weeks 14 onwards or 15, I think Jalen Samuel stepped up and he produced, he performed, and he's a much better pass catcher than James Conner. Remember, Conner had a few costly dropped catches um, for, for Pittsburgh. Jalen Samuels can play. Now, he's not going to really eat into too many carries, but I really think they're going to form a nice little committee there. He was used as a you know, a hybrid, tight end, fullback, running back in college. And uh, Pittsburgh just hired his running back coach from, from college as well to come and be the, the running back coach in, in Pittsburgh. So I really do think Jalen Samuels has, has shown them something and has carved himself out a piece of the, the pie there in in Pittsburgh. Now, even if it's only a 70-30 split in terms of touches or opportunities, if you want to consider targets as well, I just think that does enough to take Connor out sort of out of that elite territory when there are other backs who are going to have a, a locked-in workload. I have Connor at 10. I still really, really like him. I just think the Samuels and I, I think you have to expect Pittsburgh offense to take, you know, somewhat of a, a step down as well without AB. I think, yeah, Samuels had that big game against New England, but New England last year couldn't cover a or running back to save their life, apart from Todd Gurley. Um, and he had that one, I think it was against Oakland, week 14. I think the first game was out. Anyway, so I'd, those two games were, he played, I think, what, last three? Yeah, he didn't really do much. So I'm not scared of Jalen Samuels. Obviously, they'll try to utilize him more, but I'm not really scared of his production against James Conner. 
I just think he's a much better pass catcher, and with all the targets that are going to be up for grabs with AB leaving, I think they're going to going to look to get some some new faces catching the ball. Right. And the one surprise, yeah, I, I just think he's going to get some work. They might even line him up out of the slot sometimes yeah. as well. Use him as a decoy then for James Conner. Bang. <laughs> all right, so he's your he's your five. I've got Kamara at five. Like I said, we've talked about him. Joe Mixon is my number six. I'm in number eight. Um, so we're pretty close on Joe Mixon, I imagine, for pretty much the same reasons. I love the talent. He's got a locked-in locked in workload. Uh, we saw that when he was healthy, even though Gio Bernard was there, he really wasn't getting many touches. The majority of the the uh, snaps were for, for Joe Mixon, and he produced last season as well. He, um, Excuse me. Yeah, he was um, a really good fancy asset, and I think he's just going to get better and better. Uh, Marvin Lewis is out of town. Uh, I think, you know, they've hired an offensive mind. Some guy shook the hand of Sean McVay and is now a, a head coach in the NFL, Zach Taylor. Um, I don't even think he's got a Wikipedia page. Or barely any barely any true coaching history. Let's find out. Yeah. There isn't much there anyway. He's been like an offensive advisor and yeah, stuff like that. Wasn't he assistant to the wide receivers coach in 2017? Yeah, some, something like that. But, but Joe Mixon last year in PPR scoring finishes the running back 10 overall. Uh, only played 13 games, averaged nearly 18 points a game. Uh, with that sort of, you know, average, that puts him around, yeah, number running back seven, eight, uh, running back eight, I think, somewhere somewhere around that. That offense is going to take a step forward. Remember, a bunch of those games were played a without Andy Dalton and b without AJ Green as well. I think the offense improves significantly i think the bengals defense is going to be a mess they still haven't hired a defensive coordinator i think he's going to get work in the passing game um yeah really really like joe mixon think he's super talented probably not the best bloke but uh a really good nfl running back and gonna score a ton of fancy points for your teams in the coming years and i highly doubt they're going to re-sign giovanni bernard this year too so that's going to open up a lot more for him um but yeah look i don't know Shit all about Zach Daniels. I don't think you do either. Zach Taylor. You don't even know his name. I don't really care, to be honest. <laughs> Zach Daniels sounds better. Anyway, Zach Daniels, yeah. Don't know him from a pile of shit, to That's be honest. From, from, from now on, the uh, the Bengals head coach will be henceforth known as Zach Daniels on the, the Vault Fantasy podcast. Well, he's going to probably last two years anyway. He's going to get fired because he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, uh, number seven. Melvin Gordon. Same here. There we go. There we go. He's, Look at that. He's going to be a big payday in the offseason. Um, I do not like that Austin Neckler and Justin Jackson played well in his absence. That's one thing, but I guess it could be the system that uh, Anthony Lynn runs in San Diego. Yes, I called him San Diego. Um, but yeah, he's got unbelievable talent. Hopefully he can stay on the field. It was a freak injury how he got injured with that little, was it a jet sweep, but yeah. Yeah, and they, they they sort of rushed him back as well, and he got he got rehurt, but mm. only played eleven games last season. Ridiculous output, running back seven overall uh, on a points per game basis. The running back three, just you know, in a great offense, a super fantasy friendly offense. Philip River there slinging the rock everywhere. He's involved in the passing game. They've made improvements to the offensive line. Uh, yeah, great offense. Gives you plenty of opportunity for touchdowns. And they, they really can't keen to stop him because they've got weapons all over the place, like Keenan Allen, big Mike Williams, your 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 guy, your My boy guy. Mike Williams. My guy. Um, and, and Hunter Henry coming back from injury as well. So lots of things to like about the uh, San Diego Chargers offense moving forward. And uh, yeah, uh, lots to like about Melvin Gordon from mm-hmm. a fantasy perspective. Eight, I've got Joe Mixon. Who's your number eight? David Johnson. Okay, I've gone a bit down the list. He's got number 12. Yeah, I just peep, you know, yeah, a down season last year. So many factors contribute to that. Just a horrific roster, terrible quarterback play, non-existent offensive line play. Just all of those factors, and David Johnson still finishes the running back nine. Uh, just, yeah, I still think he's super talented. He was barely involved in the passing game. That will change with with uh, Cliff Kingsbury coming in. Uh, the offense is going to be much more offensive-minded, and I think he's going to be a step forward. He's one of my big buys this offseason. Oh, he'll be too, yeah. And he's falling, you know, I think in redraft, he's going to fall to the end of the first, early second round, and he's going to win people titles. You're going to be able to pair him with an elite wide receiver, and you're going to be able to get top wide receiver and running back production 
later later uh, from a later draft spot. I think he's a, a a true league winner in 2019. Who the Melvin Gordon was that last year was bottom round round one. Todd Gurley year before. I think Dave Johnson <clears throat> is going to have the exact same thing. Um, also, James Saxon, the Pittsburgh running backs coach for the past four years, he's going to the uh, Arizona too. So that could be one to look out for. Like that, yeah, you like that. And the the other thing I will say from a dynasty perspective, people you know see he's 27 years old, start to to worry a little bit. But he's a young 27. He really hasn't had um, a ton of touches for an ordinary 27-year-old running back in the NFL. There is still plenty of tread left on the tires. Uh, number nine, I've got Kerryon Johnson. Oh, interesting. I really like Kerryon. Uh, he's not in my top 10, but I do I do like Kerryon Johnson. Tell me. Tell me about Kerryon, what your thoughts are. Uh, not much thoughts. He's a young running back. Um, I think the offense is going to be uh, uh, not good in English again. I think the offense is going to be run around him. Uh, I think the Garrett Blunt you saw last year, he's not going to be doing much. Um, I think who's the? Oh fuck, I've bloody forgotten the yeah. offensive coordinator's name now. I know they just Bevel. That's right. Um, I think he's going to want to run the ball a bit more. I think. Yeah, he does have a history of of producing fancy running backs as well, Daryl Bevel. So you, you, you like that for Kerry on Johnson? Yeah, he, he passed the eye test for sure, and he's super young, twenty one years old. Yeah, he uh, yeah he did look good when he when he was on the field last season. And you know that Matt Patricia loves his running smash mouth football, so absolutely. Yeah. We from, they traded away Golden Tate. They're really go you know going towards running the football and, and playing defense. Yeah, so that's why I got Kerry Johnson on. Yeah, just the age too. That's what is bumped up a lot. So yeah, fair enough. Uh, mine's Nick Chubb. Uh, I think he's just super super gifted athlete, and I don't think we saw saw him at full Chubb last season either. I think he's still. He's just a few years removed from that horrific knee injury, but he, people thought he might not play football again. So I, I think next season is the, you're going to see him to back to the absolute savage he was in, in college football. And for the first six or seven weeks of the season, he really wasn't used till they traded away. John Dorsey forced Hughes' hand and traded away Carlos Hyde, and he, he really showed what, what, what he's got. Uh, we, we talked earlier when we were discussing Mayfield, how much we both like their Cleveland offense moving forward uh, and how fancy, you know, fancy productive it's going to be. So give me, give me all the Nick Chubb. Love him uh, as a top 10 running back for, for Dynasty. And I think by, by, you know, midway in the season, maybe end of next season, he's going to be in my top five. I did have your number five originally, but that was before they signed Kareem Hunt. Honestly, that does nothing for me. I really? don't care. Do no. I do not care. He doesn't have a dollar of guaranteed money in his contract. He can be done after one year. He's going to be suspended for a, a solid portion of the season. And it also wouldn't surprise me as well, knowing how crafty Dorsey is, to sign him for, for nothing and then you're going to trade him away, get something for him. Take They can take all of the uh, the public backlash and the heat and deal deal with that. There's the first team to, to, to sign him after he was uh, released by the Chiefs for his, his hotel incident hometown team they can you know curry some favor and uh i would would not surprise me at all to see him traded either at the trade deadline or even during the draft yeah i've got him number 14 just because that reason i'm a bit more scared than you are but yeah he's gonna have a great he's gonna have a great uh career in this league i think yeah freddie kitchens he's a running backs coach originally so he's gonna love running backs um in his offense um todd monker didn't use much in tampa bay last year just because they had none (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they had the uh, the ghost of Ronald Jones. And Peyton Barber too. Um, so who knows how he's going to use them, but I think he's going to use them a lot. That's just my take on it. But yeah, number 10, I've got Philip Lindsay. Who have you got? Sorry, I, I, I must be having some problems with my headset here. I could have sworn you said Philip Lindsay, but no one would say something that stupid. I said Philip Lindsay. <laughs> really? Yeah, what what what's the what's the big issue? Okay, lay, lay it no, on no, me. No, 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 you lay no, you lay it on me. I'll, you're trying to say what what the hell is happening? I I want you to lay it on me. He was like he was decent, yeah. like he was you know. But Royce Freeman is there. I don't know. I don't know, man. He's that's 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 throwing me. I just don't undrafted free agent as well. I think if the, the the second he starts to slow down, he's done. Just means and he I works think, harder. And I think it, it is factually incorrect. But um, 
Yeah, all, all these all these guys work hard. They're playing in the freaking NFL. <laughs> Some yeah, don't. Wow, Josh Gordon doesn't. <laughs> he works hard. Yeah, he works hard at something else. Yeah, wow. I'm just... It's surprising. Surprising is the... Uh... So all you, all you said to me so far is that Royce Freeman's there. Right. That... Royce Freeman, they spent a third-round draft pick on. So he's they're definitely not going to cut him. Now, granted, yep, Philip Lindsay finishes the running back 12. He was one of the best waiver wire pickups of the league. But an undrafted free agent, he's barely on any money. The second he gets hurt, which we've already seen happen, or you know he starts to have a dip in production, that's it. He's he's gone. See, he's not going to he's not going to get any chances. And for for dynasty, you want people who are going to be able to to stick around. Lewis, and... I really think this isn't a beer, a beer bet happening here. Oh, absolutely! I'll take you on a beer bet. Philip Lindsay won't be a top twelve running back next season. Thank you very much. Not a chance. See, I don't, I, I just don't see it because you're saying that they wait, uh, spend a third round pick. Third round picks mean nothing these days. They come to, and go to, like they come and go like trash. To teams, they do. To NFL teams, third round picks matter versus a you know a guy they. Just and how Elway's draft in the past what five years means nothing. Can you name five quality NFL starters that he's drafted? Who? Elway. John Elway. Yeah. No, pro- pro- probably not. Exactly. So he's drafts mean crap all. Yeah, um, but. Philip Lindsay, undrafted free agent, means he works hard. You know, he he, he grit and grinds. You know. Yeah, that's that that's it. I, that's I, what... He's inside my top twenty. I've got him at nineteen, but but ten. Put him put put him ahead of the likes of Dalvin Cook, Sony Michelle, Aaron Jones, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, Darius Geis. This is okay. You can, you, Aaron Jones, yes, fair argument. Sony Michelle, he's probably going to be used and abused in three years because of how Bill Belichick uses running backs. Leonard Fournette, running backs running backs have like a two or three year life cycle except the great ones. That's it. Phil Williams is going to be a great one. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's why he's in my top 10. Um, all those plays you just named are basically injury prone. Delvin Cook, injury prone. Leonard Fournette can't get on the field. I'd rather have a guy that actually gets on the field. Granted, he what broke his forearm at the end broke of the season. His at, broke his wrist. Broke his wrist. Was it week 15 or something like that? It was Grant, later on. Later on, breaking your bones a lot, a lot better than doing your ACL or tearing your hamstring, which are lingering issues in your career. So, look, I'm happy to put, take Philip Lindsay ten. I think he dropped a, a lot lower in the consoles draft, and I was a bit surprised by that. And I took him up early. I think I picked him in the fifth or sixth round. See, so I'm all about Philip Lindsay. I don't know why other people. You're starting the Philip Lindsay fan club. Oh fucking nice. Yeah, man. I'm just, Island. If, I, if, I, if I had any shares of Philip Lindsay, I'd be selling him for a, for a first round rookie pick. Really? I just don't. Yeah, I don't think the Denver offense is going to be any good with Joe Flacco there. I think he's he's well past it. They've just lost. They've lost Emmanuel Sanders, who's done his Achilles. Um, you know, I do like Cortland Sutton, but just yeah, Joe Joe Flacco worries me. Anyway, your your yeah. ten. Who have you got? Uh, I've got James Conner at 10. Okay, very spoken about him. Don't need to move on. Um, That's it. Quickly move through these because uh, yep. we're running out of time. Delvin Cook, i got number 11. Um, obviously, injury prone, which doesn't help him. Can't stay in the field the past two years, but his r- weeks one to four in his rookie season were unbelievable. And He was he was good later on in the year as well. Once he, once he came back past his hamstring issues, uh, which is quite common after doing an ACL, to, to overcompensate, but once he got got back and came past that and started to get plenty of plenty of carries, he he looked good and he he, he scored some points for you. Uh, who's your number eleven? Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Okay, got him number thirteen. Yeah, team's going to pay him a ton of money. It's it's inevitable. Someone's going to be stupid, pay him a ton of money. He's still a very very good running back, twenty seven years old. Still got a few a few years left in the tank of elite fantasy production. So Bell at eleven for me. It just depends where he goes to. Um, obviously goes to say like the Indianapolis Colts put him high on my list but if he goes to a New York Jets well then yeah I don't know I think I should keep him at 13 just really depends on where he goes we'll know yeah, more in for, a few weeks for me I mean it is age now he's never going to break back into my my top 10 but yeah 11, 12, 13 around there to me it doesn't I think wherever he goes I think he'll produce because they're going to be paying him a, uh, a ton of money so he's going to be used a team's not going to pay him the money he wants without you know strongly getting getting him into their game plan. 
12 had David Johnson. Who have you got? Uh, 12, I've got Dalvin Cook, who we talked yeah. about. 13, I have Kerryon Johnson, who we've also discussed. Who have you got there? Le'Veon Bell. Yep. 14, uh, Nick Chubb. I've got Sony Michelle at 14. We've talked about how much I like Nick Chubb. Sony Michelle, he's on a great offense. The Patriots have clearly signaled their intent to, to, to run the ball more. When they drafted Michelle, I think with their 31st overall pick, we should have been paying attention that that's the way that the team was going to go. He did get off to a slow start. He had a few little niggles and injuries in the preseason, but once he got going, he uh, he really got going. Um, the offensive line for the Patriots is will continue to be very good as long as Skarnecchia is the coach there. And they've also got a first-round guard. Um, Isaiah Wynn. Isaiah Wynn, who, who you know, blocked for, for Sonia Michelle in college as well. So I think the Patriots are going to continue to, to look to run the football. And Michelle's going to be a, a big part in that. If he, if he was involved in the passing game, he'd be much higher for me. But that's really what's holding him back from being top 10. Um, I've got him number 15. So in green, say, who's your last one? Uh, Aaron Jones. Yes. Do have him off my list, but... Big, big fan of Aaron Jones' talent. He, I think he's clearly anyone who's got eyes, the far and away the best running back in Green Bay. And uh, you know, offensive-minded Matt LaFleur, not Matt Nagy, get it right this time. Lef I think he's going to, I think he's going to, look at me go. I think he's going to uh, to really enjoy having Aaron Jones there to, to, to work with Aaron Rodgers. 100% agree with you there. Um, I guess Mike McCarthy, that's why he got five because he couldn't utilize him anymore. And they thought Jamal Williams is a better running back, which is just stupid anyway recapping our list I've got Barkley 1 Kumara 2 McCaffrey 3 Elliot 4 Gurley 5 Connor 6 Gordon 7 Mixon 8 Johnson 9 Philip the man Lindsay number 10 Delvin Cook 11 David Johnson 12 Le'Veon Bell 13 14 is Nick Chubb and 15 Tony Michelle yeah for me it's Barkley Elliot Todd Gurley McCaffrey Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, Nick Chubb, James Conner, Le'Veon Bell, Dalvin Cook, Kerryon Johnson, Sony Michelle, and Aaron Jones rounding out my top 15. There we'll do it for this week's podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, I think we'll put up all these uh, rankings too on the website as well. Might give it more detailed list as, um, as we go through it. The next episode we're going to have will be the wide receivers and tight end position. Um, thanks for staying up for us, James. Much appreciated. Um, even though we've gone over time, uh, Lewis, thanks again, mate. Yeah, absolutely. That was that was fun. great to be back. Oh, yeah, really, really good to be back. I, I miss having this in my in my weekly rotation. So, yeah, definitely, definitely enjoyed it, and uh, I look forward to uh, claiming more beers off you when Philip Lindsay is not a top five running back. Ah, it's just stupid though. Even though I still use six because I left early. But anyway, I could have used them all when I those three beers after party. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, Lewis. Have a great week, mate. I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Take it easy. Yeah. Hey, hit records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo?